Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design 101. How to design a beautiful home and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and life. Who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty, and my team and I do the best damn design in the country. But I'll help you create a beautiful design that is also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. So imagine, if you will, having tons of meetings, one after another, and thinking it's finally the end of the day, and you can start to wrap up and, I don't know, get some things done, emails, get back to some people, and just start working on some projects, only to find out that you missed one. You overlooked an appointment that's already booked, and the person has arrived. Well, that is what happened today. I had a bunch of interviews this morning, all day. We've had a bunch of video interviews here in the office, along with several. Uh, we did a roundtable. We did some podcasts. It's been appointment after appointment after appointment. And don't get me wrong, it's been fabulous. I had a wonderful group of women here today in the office, and we had some really deep, amazing conversation. But hey, I was beat. I was so tired when it was all done. And just really reflecting on how amazing the day was and the conversations, deep, deep conversations that I had with these women, thinking that it was finally time to dive into my emails and start actually getting to work. But it was four o'clock in the afternoon. So my day was kind of wrapping up, but I still had a lot to do. When Deborah came in and said, uh, Ezzie, is sitting on our Zoom account wondering when you're going to get on. And I said, excuse me? And she said, Ezzie, Ezzie Spencer from Lunar Abundance. She's sitting on our Zoom line and wants to know when you're going to pop on. And I thought, what do you mean she's on our Zoom line? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, come to find out, we had her scheduled for tomorrow, Thursday, for 4 o'clock. Here's the thing we missed. Technically... It is Thursday in Australia, where Ezzy is. So we got a little flubbed up with our appointment times because technically she's in the future. It's only Wednesday here. We put her down on the calendar for Thursday, but where she is, it is Thursday. (laughs) At any rate, we were prepared. We were ready to go. The only thing we weren't prepared for was to do it today. So I am happy to say that the interview turned out fabulous. I was able to share it on Facebook Live. So if you got a peek of this and this interview early on, uh, hey, good content. Make sure you check it out. That's why you always want to go and check out our Facebook page because we'll do fun little uh, bonuses like that. Anyways, without further ado, I want to introduce you to Ezzie Spencer, author and health and wellness spiritual leader for women Ezzie Spencer. You're going to love this interview and I think you're all going to start having an enormous love affair with the moon and all it has to offer us. Are you ready? Let's get started. (gasps) Yay! 
Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Yeah. Can you hear oh me okay? God. Yes, I can. First and foremost, <laughs> I'm so glad we made that. I'm so glad we made that happen. I um I was just emailing with Deborah and I can I've got I've actually in 45 minutes I do have two other interviews so I could always do our interview after that if you're not feeling ready or prepared. You know, but we we've been shooting content all morning and we literally just got done and she just uh, ran into her office and she's like she said she's on now and I'm like it's not Thursday and she's like but she can't do it tomorrow and we realized it's Thursday where you are. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We're a day ahead. Yeah. yeah. And I've got so many things coming through my calendar. I think I just, yeah, I just sort of saw Thursday and I forgot to double check. It's sometimes people forget that, that we are a day ahead. Well, we did remember that, but I think we thought that we were like organized and had it all figured out. And we just realized, I just Googled it. I'm like, oh my God, it's Thursday where she is. It's still Wednesday here. <laughs> Oh, oh my god well hello from the future anyway <laughs> no kidding right hello from the states here it's uh three o'clock in the afternoon so it's <laughs> still wednesday um, not a problem um let me do a proper introduction here uh hey hey everyone this is amanda gates uh welcome to home energy design i have the fabulous Ezzy Spencer on the show, and we had a little bit of a flub because she's in Australia. I'm in the States. We realized that she's in the future, but welcome to the show, Ezzy. <laughs> it's so good to time travel and be here with you, Amanda. <laughs> I know. This is amazing. Um, I, I love everything that you're doing. I love your message. Um, I, I love everything that you do for women. Um, I actually, we just got your book yesterday. First and foremost, it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's everything that a book should be. Um, but before we dive into that, I, I would love to, um, you know, I, I really see you as like this amazing spiritual leader for especially women and, and just helping women kind of tap into who they are and what they need to be and what their purpose is. But how did you get into all this? How did you, you, know, you were an attorney and you worked in the government and that now, I mean, big shift. So how did you get into all this? Yes, it's such a good question. And people are often surprised when they hear about the career trajectory from law into working with the moon cycle, which is what I do now. And so for me, it was not something that was planned or strategized. It was very much a process of following the crumbs and listening to myself, really honoring that inner voice, which has become stronger over time as I have listened and not just listened, but also really respected what it is that I have learned from my own body, you know, my own heart, my own inner wisdom. But <clears throat> very much so, very much in the beginning stages, this was a process of me just feeling like there was something missing. And so I was seeking. I was really seeking in my mid-20s. I trained in the law. I was working in the law and I felt that there was something elemental that was missing. I felt disconnected from myself, my natural bodies, rhythms, cycles. I was living from the neck up, 
in a lot of ways because I was in a very heady profession, which relied very much on the way that we thought through, you know, linear, rational, objective, logical thinking. And so many of us are familiar with that and the push and the hustle that comes with being in a traditional kind of environment, workplace, profession like that, whether it's the law or, or something else. But I really felt like if I was to continue down that road, I would be not honouring something that was so intrinsic inside of me. I knew that I was going to burn out with the constant going and pushing and moving forwards. I knew that I needed to find some kind of like inner guidance and wisdom. And I knew that I needed to, to really put myself on the right uh, course for me as a human being. And so I started to journal at night. I was exploring, you know, trying to make sense of myself, my inner world, my feelings, my emotions, where I where I really sat in the world. And at some point, I started to put in little pictures of the moon cycle, the moon phases. So I'd always been fascinated by the moon. I think so many of us are as women um, and men too, of course, always had that innate curiosity with looking up at night and connecting in with the myth, mystery and the magic of that glowing orb in the evenings. Um, but I started to work with it consciously in my, in my journal and I started to find that there were really interesting correlations between how I was feeling, what was going on in my life and where the moon was in the sky. So whether it was the full moon or the new moon or one of the other moon phases and I now work with eight moon phases and then I found that what was so interesting about those um, patterns that I saw start to emerge was that there was a repetition there so the moon cycle is very short it just lasts for a month and I found that over multiple moon cycles I was coming back into a deeper understanding and knowing of the very predictable ebbs and flows of my own energy uh, as I was working with those um, with with those different phases of the moon and I went deeper and deeper into that I was absolutely fascinated I'm a researcher at heart so I went deeper into it and I started to work with it more consciously and as I was doing this I was so passionate about it so I started sharing what I was learning with women in sessions I started to run workshops it was all free at first and then people were so eager and I realized that I was tapping into this deep thirst and uh, and, and real quest for, for women I feel to understand ourselves and the rhythms and the cycles not just of our own body but also of our universe at large um, and 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 it really, things started to, to grow from there very organically in my business. I started a website. I started to run online programs. I do still do a lot of live events. And, and I'd ended up working with hundreds of women all around the world by the time that the book came together as a very practical how to guide to work with the moon cycle to create a more sustainable version of success and really a, a better life that so many of us are craving. I'm curious. I'm curious. Um, I feel like, I feel um, like um, you were really drawn to the moon and the moon cycles. And I feel that um, emotional intelligence is really lacking in our culture today and, and following, following the moon and its cycles and, you know, all the wisdom that she has and can give us is, is so primal and instinctual. And I'm just curious, like, it sounds like it was all very natural for you and you got drawn to it organically, but 
how does somebody who may not be drawn to it, or this is like a new concept for them, but is really wanting to get that connection back and really get that magic back in their life. Um, I think your book is a, a terrific example of, of how to get into it, but um, what's a great way for someone to kind of get into this type of work and, and, you know, for someone who absolutely isn't drawn to it organically, or maybe this is a little foreign to them and it's not something that, you know, they've even ever heard of, what are some ways that they can kind of play with it a little bit and, and get it into their life a little bit more? Yeah, and you're spot on with the emotional intelligence because this is very much one of the benefits of working with the moon cycle is that it really does help you to connect in much more deeply with your emotions and help you to navigate the ebbs and flows um, of your emotional world. And that's something which we can really all benefit from, I feel. so, um, And it helps to, to really have that sense of peace and calm and relaxation as well as a sense of agency in your life. So there are two key ways which I suggest that you start to work with or your listeners start to work with when they're new to this or they might be intrigued by some of these ideas. And the first is very simply to start tracking the moon cycle. And so the way to do that is to go outside at night and look up. And so it is something which is just so accessible to us. This is what I love about working with the moon cycle because it's there, it's always there. And once you start noticing the moon, uh, then you will find that it will just continue to enter, you know, into your you know field of vision as you're driving home at night or if you're going on an evening walk with the dog or even during the day, of course, sometimes the moon is visible. And I suggest to work with the moon as a mirror. So not suggesting that the moon is making you do anything, but the moon, when you see the moon in the sky, it's an invitation for you to come within and check in with yourself. Just have that little trigger or even that permission slip to say, stop for a moment in the very busy, you know, busyness of the day. Stop mm. and check in. How am I feeling right now? What's actually going on with me right now? dropping out of the head and having that invitation of coming into the feelings of physical sensations in the body, tapping into the emotions and being like, you know, not repressing it um, to, to, to be like, actually, I'm a little frustrated about something, but rather than push it down. So that's going to perhaps explode in a disproportionate way when someone really pushes my buttons, and, you know, at home tonight with my partner or, you know, that irritating client at work or whatever it is, actually take the time to tune in and say, well, what is that frustration really about? And maybe it's a matter of you not really um, communicating something about, say, your boundaries or what it is that you need. But if you have that awareness of how it is that you are feeling, then you're able to investigate that, explore that, and then make any changes that you need to make and so that's the very first way that I would suggest working with the moon cycle is to track the moon in the sky and so start by going out at night and looking up working with it as that mirror that invitation to come within and then the second level of it is really around starting to work more consciously with the entire moon cycle starting with the new moon which is the start of the moon cycle so we'll have a new new moon each month so uh, there are dates and times for all of the new moons on my website if you're wondering when the next new moon is at the time that you're listening to this interview um, 
or it's very easy to, to Google that information as well. But the actual Wiluna Abundance Practice, which I teach, starts at the new moon phase. And there's that opportunity at the new moon to consciously harness the lunar energy by setting an intention. And we can't actually see the moon at night at the new moon phase for the reason that the moon is in between the sun and the earth and it's blocking the sun's light. So it's a time of darkness. It's a time of literal darkness at night and it is also a time of of metaphorical darkness and what happens in our modern world is that we become very you know we, we're a little scared of the dark or we don't necessarily want to go there and so the invitation is to say well you know the dark is unknown it's uncertain we can't actually see things manifest or come into form in the darkness but what we can do in the darkness is really come within, tap in more deeply with our intuition and tap in more deeply with our desires. What is it that we actually want to cultivate in our lives at this time? What is really up for us at this time? Do we want to cultivate more of a sense of connection to our emotions? Do we want to cultivate more financial abundance? Are we wanting to cultivate you know, better relationships in our lives, whether that be with you know, friends or kids or partners? Do we want to bring in a soulmate into our life? So the new moon is the perfect time to seed that intention and to come within and to feel in your body because, again, everything to do with the moon is so feeling-based. So feel in your body, like, what does that actually feel like if you were already to receive what it was that you have, you know, what it is that you're desiring, what it is that you set as your intention at that new moon phase, you know, feel the joy and the gratitude for that already coming into being. And then you can work throughout the entire moon cycle with that intention that you set at the new moon phase. And there's plenty of steps which I go through these in my book and I, and I also have them um, you know, on my Instagram. I post about each one of those eight moon phases and particular steps that you can take in order to help your intention come into form. But just at the very beginning stage, if you are new to this, setting an intention at that time, the new moon time, the dark time, and allowing yourself to believe that you can create what it is that you deeply desire in your life. Tap into that natural fertility and creativity of the moon cycle in that way. I love this idea too of you talking about really paying attention to the moon itself. I feel like uh, it, it, it's, it's like it's something that's always there. It's something that we've seen our whole life. And so it can get to this place where we're really taking it for granted. And I feel like a lot of us only pay attention to it when it's full, you know, when it's and it's a special, like it's a super moon or it's a, a blood moon or it's an eclipse moon or there's something that maybe is a little bit different to us. And then that's when we're like, hey, we should pay attention to this rather than really getting into this ritualistic um, ceremonial view of what the moon can really bring to us and, and how we can really honor it um, and maybe pay attention to it even when it's not in these sexier forms, right? Like a new moon is not sexy. Um, yet you know, <laughs> what, what we think it is and so I do um, I am curious as to you've mentioned some of the benefits of really tapping into the the ritualistic um, rhythms of what the moon can bring us but what are some benefits that you have experienced coming from this very you said you were very heady and very much in your head and not really tapping into your more emotional side of your femininity too, 
but what have been some of the benefits that you've experienced by living in this way and tapping into those natural rhythms? Oh my goodness, so many benefits. So one of the key benefits is that I do feel that I'm much more in tune with who I am and what I want and why I'm here on earth. So I have a much deeper connection to my true purpose, if you will. So when I went into the law, and I, it was really because that was it, what was expected of me. And look, you know, I didn't hate it. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, and there were plenty of benefits that came with, you know, going down that more traditional path. Um, but I certainly was not living in alignment with who I really was and my true purpose here on earth. So there's a tremendous amount of satisfaction that has come through cultivating the self-knowledge and self-awareness about what it is that I'm really here to do and what kind of you know, deeper meaning there is in life for me. So I would say that's one of the first benefits. And that continues to uh, expand, I suppose, and my own confidence in just being able to live an authentic life, which is truly in integrity with me and my own desires, because now I know what they are, because I, I continually take the time to check in with myself. Um, so that is certainly a huge benefit. And I see that with many of the women that I work with, women who've left, you know, careers, which, you know, they was just going through the motions of, or they were in it because there may have been, you know, some financial abundance there, but a, a, a disbelief that actually they could could do what it was that they desperately had wanted to do ever since they were little. Um, so that's extremely rewarding to see that. I would also say one of the you know, the deep benefits of it is, yes, tapping into my my femininity. I feel like I'm much more in my body and I experience the, the a fuller range of what it is to be a woman or indeed what it is to be human and alive and the deep pleasure that comes from when you are fully in your body and you're not shying away from natural parts of, of the human experience or the female experience. Experience, I feel like there is a lot more joy uh, in just being here and being in my body. Um, and I feel like, you know, there's much more of a, a fluidity um, and a sense of fun that I'm able to just experience in life. I'm just nowhere near, you know, as stressed and anxious as well as I used to be. And I think the, the final thing really is this sense of knowing that there is always going to be enough for me and in fact there's always this sense of expansion and abundance and opportunity in my life and so like many people I feel like I was quite you know hooked into the fears of, you know, what would happen, you know, if I didn't have a steady job? What would happen if I didn't go down that traditional track? You know, what would happen if I really listened to the deep desires of my soul, even if they didn't necessarily make sense? And let me tell you, you know, doing the work that I was, that I'm now doing did not make sense in a logical way to start with. And yet it's made me much more successful and much more happy and has expanded my life in, in extraordinary Ordinary ways, and it's just going to keep going. And I love what you said, um, you know, Amanda, before about oftentimes we notice the full moon, but then we tend to check out from the rest of the moon cycle. But of course, the moon is always there, and there's always going to be another new moon. The moon cycle just keeps 
going. It's yeah. been this constant in our lives on this planet with our ancestors, you know, for millennia, and it will be in the future as well. And I feel that there's a beautiful symbolic lesson in that, which is that we don't need to get everything done right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't need to sort of be worried about hoarding or worried about things running out because things will just continue on in this beautiful, continual, consistent flow if we allow it. Ah, yeah, you've said a lot of words that um, I want to reiterate because I think that um, there's definitely this idea of pushing, pushing, pushing through rather than pleasuring through. And it's, it's a very strong patriarchal way of thinking, definitely being in our heads. Um, but things you mentioned, you're, you have more joy, you have more pleasure, you're having more fun, um, and you're happier now. And, um, I think on one side of the, the, uh, thought process here, we can say, oh, that's not allowed. You can't have all <laughs> things. And then on the other side, it's like, well, why not? You know, why, why do we have this intrinsic feeling that these emotions and, and these um, really goods, the goods in life are, are, are not things that we can really um, have? Because if you have those things, then you don't have a way to pay your mortgage and you don't have a way to pay your bills. It's like it's one or the other. You can't have both. It's like you can't have your cake and eat it too. And so I'm curious, um, you know, I think that women definitely have a, a connection to the moon and, you know, it, it, we saw this in our tribal days with the red tent ceremonies and we were very connected to the moon. Um, and you know, it was frowned upon and shamed on, um, especially from the patriarchal system. But how do you think women, you know, can really get back into this practice of, of honoring the idea of these natural rhythms without shame or guilt and really hone into some of these benefits that you really experienced and, and, and really getting back into that emotional state of feeling through things rather than pushing through things. Mm. And the answer to that really is practice. It's about showing up and experiencing it for yourself. And this is what I always say to the women that I work with is like, don't take my word for it. This is the practice which has revolutionized my life. And it really has. People who knew me 10 years ago who are you know, still in my life. I mean, I'm unrecognizable from the person that I was 10 years ago because of this practice. What I'm sharing is what has led to the transformation in my own life. And so I always encourage women who are interested in exploring this and wanting to cultivate some of these qualities as well to start to practice and start to set the intention at each new moon and then each day throughout the moon cycle even just for a couple of minutes a day first thing in the morning is the way that i sit with my intention return to that somatic feeling-based intention and it may seem like such a small thing just feeling your intention for a couple of minutes a day and when I say feeling I really do mean feeling it <laughs> in our body and that's where the practice comes in because at first we're because we're so used to being in our heads and thinking and goals and strategizing 
and all of the how-tos, to actually take the time to sink into our bodies and experience the, the feeling, not trying to make anything happen, simply just to witness and observe and feel what's already going on for us can seem like one of the most challenging things of all mm. because there doesn't seem on the surface that there's anything happening. But actually what you're doing there is the most important work of all. And consistency is the key to being able to cultivate this much deeper feminine connection, much deeper connection to our feelings and emotions, emotional intelligence and fluidity and feeling and embodiment over time. And the results, the benefits are cumulative. So when you show up and you're devoted and you give this just a couple of minutes a day, over the space of one moon cycle, so over the space of one month, you're already going to start to see changes in your own body and in the way that you show up and encounter the world. You won't let people push you around as much. You'll have that deeper connection to your own intuition and your own instincts about what is the right thing to do. You'll have a better sense of, of when others are just trying to get, you know, something from you or where you're just treading along, you know, the, the familiar path because of habit or fear of doing something different. So the first part of your question, I would say, is practice and try it for yourself. Don't think about it. Actually experience this because transformation comes from experience, not from the analysis. So this is actually a, a key mindset shift. The second thing that I would say is to get your girlfriends together and do it in a group. And, you know, it might be something where if you don't have like-minded people currently in your life, it might be a matter of seeking out where you'll find women who are interested because it really is a burgeoning interest. People are becoming more and more fascinated with the moon cycle, but everything that it represents. You know, the feminine, of course, is having, is having this big awakening at the moment. So, you know, you will find women who are interested in this type of thing if you're going to, you know, yoga studios or if you're seeking out you know sound healings or things in your local community or in the first instance looking for like-minded people online you know on facebook and instagram there's lots of communities online so if you don't currently have anyone who's like-minded in your life set an intention to find them and then reach out offline and online and start to connect and then getting together and setting intentions in a group or working, you know, joining a red tent we mentioned before because there's plenty of red tents which are still around um, today. You know, that's also a, a, a re-emerging uh, movement um, to, to, to come together and start to talk, you know, openly with uh, women and, you know, of any, it's open to all genders, of course. It's not a female-specific thing. It's just that women tend to be more interested, you know, but start to talk, start to, 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 to potentially hold new moon ceremonies or full moon ceremonies it doesn't need to be really esoteric and weird you know you can invite your girlfriends over for an afternoon tea at the date of the next new moon and you can have a chat and you can have a catch-up and you can do all the things that you normally do and then maybe set a, a new moon intention together in a group set up a ceremony I've got lots of examples of what that might look like in um, the first chapter in my book um, but it's something which is 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 really powerful 
to do together in a group because not only are you witnessing each other, you're encouraging each other and then you've got that ongoing accountability. You can stay in touch and continue to discuss that throughout the moon cycle and be amazed at what starts to come into your life, how your intentions start to manifest. I love this. And I, I love the idea around, I think that bringing women together uh, to do ceremonial work like this, I think it's in our DNA. I think it's going to activate a lot of things, you know, from our tribal days. This is something that we all used to do and we've gotten away from it. And I think that that is why we do feel so disconnected and why we feel like we're so isolated and lonely. It's because we're missing this aspect that is, is, you know, really a part of our natural rhythms. Um, I, I know we're coming up on time here, but I, I want to talk a little bit about your new book, uh, Lunar Abundance. It's all about this idea of getting back into the natural rhythms, getting back into the lunar cycles, paying attention to the moon when it's not just full, but you know, the entire 30 days. Um, tell us a little bit about the book and, and you know, the benefits of being able to follow along so that, you know, like you said, whether you're doing it alone or doing it in a group, you can follow along and set those intentions and really use the moon as your guide uh, to follow through with whatever your goal is and to get more into those natural rhythms? Mm. Well, I wrote the book because I saw that there was a gap in terms of providing very practical, grounded advice for women in the real world who are interested in working with the moon cycle but don't necessarily have the opportunity to, you know, to go off on retreat to an ashram for a month or uh, you know, really withdraw from society or make this like a huge overarching part of their life. I wanted to have a practice. Indeed, I designed this as a personal practice. That's the, the practice in the book um, to really complement an existing busy life. But I wanted to give the how-to for women who are interested and curious and fascinated about the moon, but wanted to go deeper to be able to cultivate that sense of peace and joy and abundance in their life by working with the moon cycle. And so the book was born out of several years of working with clients all around the world. I've worked with hundreds of women from you know, America to Europe to Australia to Asia. And I'm noticing these very consistent themes would come up time and time again, which is, you know, how do I set an intention? How do I feel in my body? Like, how do I start to cultivate this sense of femininity? How do I really manifest with the moon cycle? And so the book is certainly uh, the the step by step guide to be able to do that to work with all the eight moon phases. There's a chapter for the new moon, then a chapter for the crescent moon, which is the second of the eight moon phases, and so on and so forth. The the full moon is actually the fifth moon phase, the fifth chapter, which many people are surprised about when they're just familiar with working with that particular moon phase. But the key to not getting overwhelmed at the full moon phase is, of course, um, uh, to start at the new moon phase at the start of the cycle and consciously harness uh, the energy the whole way throughout the moon cycle. The book itself, I really wanted to be a reflection or an embodiment of the lunar abundance practice, which is such essential, alive, vital practice. So that's why the book is full color. You know, it's got the, uh, the beautiful moon graphics. It's got you know these really sumptuous photos it's also got the journaling prompts because again this isn't a practice which just happens in your head it's very much a, an experiential 
uh, practice where you have that invitation to reflect on key elements of yourself, your intention of the moon cycle, of where you're up to in your own practice as you're starting to shift some of those mindset pieces. And so the book is really designed to sit on your bedside table and to be a companion and an inspiration, as well as a very practical support and guide as you go deeper into this practice and start to cultivate this sense of freedom and joy and happiness uh, and calm and abundance and this natural magnetism that comes when you start to embody your real feminine energy, which the moon is so beautifully designed to help you with, uh, or the moon practice is so beautifully designed to help you with, because this is just what is... Um, I think one of the core takeaways from this practice, rather than having to be out there in the world or pushing and hustling and making things happen, you can allow more opportunities to come to you. And that's one of the secrets to having a more sustainable success. And that natural magnetism is part of what you will cultivate when you work with the moon practice, which I lay out in the book. Yeah, I think... Um what's really great about it is it's visually it's very pretty I mean with a design background I can definitely appreciate that but I think that um, what I, I have liked about it so far is that it is very practical it is very easy and approachable um, I think that a lot of books that are out there can get very difficult and complicated very quickly and what ends up happening is, is that because it is so complicated, you get intimidated. And so you just kind of put it down like, okay, I, I will get to that, but I'm going to need some time. And then that never happens. And so <laughs> it ends up not happening. Um, but I love the idea that you're really um, encouraging women to really tap into this more emotional side and really getting into the ebbs and flows and giving us permission, you know? like saying, this is a great way to live. I mean, joy, pleasure, fun, happiness. It's like, oh, that's allowed? <laughs> you know? You're really giving us permission to, to approach it in that way and to approach life with this sense of wonderment rather mm -hmm. than a to-do list of, I've got 5,000 things to do. I don't have time to do those things. And, and you're really saying, well, instead of doing it this way, let's do it this way. And here's a practical guide that can show you how to do it. And I think that that's what's so beautiful about this um, idea. And I think what's great too is that, you know, you're this highly educated woman. You come from, you know, being an attorney to now doing this very, what most people might say, woo kind of work. Um, but it's clearly working. It's clearly making a difference. And I think there's something to be said for that. You know, I think we all want to tap into that and have more of those goods in our life. So I think that this is going to be a really uh, life-changing book for a lot of people to be able to experience, you know, what you've been able to experience with Lunar Abundance. Mm, yeah. And I'm so glad that seeing your experience of the book, because we really can have both, you know, we can have the success and we can also have fun whilst we're doing it. We can make an impact in the world and we can experience that joy and happiness. It's just about believing firstly that we can and then secondly about following the practice in order to take it from an idea or an aspiration and make it a reality for ourselves and it's absolutely possible.
I love that. Well, I know you have many more interviews to do. If people want to find out more information about you or are curious about your new book, how do they find the book and where can they find you to, to you've got amazing retreats and you've got all these great goodies that you offer people. Where can they get more information? Yeah, so the book is called Lunar Abundance, Cultivating Joy, Peace and Purpose Using the Phases of the Moon. It's available wherever books are sold. So you can even just do an internet search for Lunar Abundance. You spell it L-U-N-A-R, Abundance. And my website is www.lunarabundance.com. There's also a link to get the book there as well. I also encourage you, if you're on Instagram, to come over to my Instagram, Ezzy Spencer, for the reason that I post about each one of the eight moon phases on my Instagram. And this is a living, breathing practice. I still practice this myself. And it's a really fun way to join in with another, uh, well, firstly, you know, with my practice, but also with the growing community of, of, of many, many women, thousands and thousands of women around the world who are working with this practice. So please do come over and say hi to me there as well. And then if you jump on my email newsletter list, which you can do at lunarabundance.com, you'll find out about all of my offerings when I'm running treats and taking on clients and, and various other bits and pieces as well. So I really love to hear how this practice works in your life. So please do make sure that you connect with me and let me know the benefits for you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to dive in and I'm excited to dive into the book and do these practical tips. And I, you will definitely be hearing from me because I, I want, this is like so my jam. I love this kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to have a practical guide to follow along with that literally tells me step by step, okay, now do this and then try this and do it. So I'm excited. So you'll, I'll definitely be one to let you know how it's going. Oh, I'm eagerly awaiting. I can, I can already feel I'm watching you glow there, Amanda. Yeah, it's going to be so, so beautiful for you. I think it is. I'm excited about it. Well, thank you, Ezzy, for this interview. Thank you for taking time. I apologize for the little bit of a flub that we had there with the time zones and the different countries, but we got it worked out. So I, I uh, thank you so much and thank you for this beautiful book. I think it's going to be just a really great gem for a lot of people who are trying to tap into those more natural sides of life and getting tapped into who they are and, and finding their purpose. And I think this is going to be a great book for that. Mm, it's absolutely been the huge pleasure for me to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Blessings, blessings. And I hope you have a great day since it's morning for you. <laughs> That's right. Just waking up over here in Australia. <laughs> All right, Ezzy, thank you so much. And we will talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've got to say, Amanda, you really have come alive as you're talking about this. There's just something in the moon for you. You've just got this beautiful glow, uh, which has sort of come on and as throughout the time that we've been talking. So there's obviously special, special magic and a special connection in your relationship with the moon. Yeah, I think that uh, part of it was I started out kind of frantic because we screwed up the time and the date. <laughs> Uh, but I got into it. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you nailed it. It was absolutely perfect. And a, and a real joy to speak with you. <laughs> joy to speak to you too. I hope you have a great day. And thanks again. This was a great conversation. Oh, good. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> thanks, Ezzy. We'll talk soon. All right. For sure. Bye. See ya. The moon is a loyal companion. It never leaves. It's always there watching steadfast. Knowing us in our light and dark moments, changing forever 
just as we do. Every day, it's a different version of itself, sometimes weak and wan, sometimes strong and full of light. The moon understands what it means to be human. Tahara Mafi from Shatter Me. Hey, listen, I think that a lot of you that are listening today, whether you are running around chaotic, unable to really connect, pushing, pushing, pushing through, I think we could all learn something from today's show, this idea of finding joy, finding pleasure, and really understanding what happiness means to us. I have been talking not only through this podcast, but through the YouTube channel that we have, and also many of the women that I circle with. There is something shifting in our paradigm. The divine feminine is starting to rise. And we are all starting to realize how important it is to be in flow, to really get back to those natural rhythms and really connect with our instincts and connect with our emotional intelligence. I think that it's been kind of shoved out of us that it's not the right way to decision making. I'm super excited to dive into this book, Lunar Abundance. It is not only one of the most beautiful books that I've ever seen, but it's very well laid out, practical, and easy to follow. I am definitely going to be starting this idea of experimentation with the new moon. And I just told all the girls in the office that we are all going to be doing this, holding each other accountable, and literally all of our butts have puckered. Why? Because we are all type A's and we love being in our heads, but not for this round. We're going to do this and then I'm going to circle back. I'll let you know on the blog, maybe do a blog post about it or touch back on Facebook and just let you know how this unfolds. I'm pretty damn excited. I think this is going to be a lot of fun and I think it's going to be something that we all should divulge and be decadent about, you know, getting back into the flow of things. I think many of us have tried this patriarchal system and it ain't working. So let's try a different route. Let's get back to our roots. Let's really tap into who we really are. All right, everyone, I'd love for you to join in on this. But I also want to thank you for joining us on this podcast today and learning more about Ezzy and learning more about this idea of what the moon means to us. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe. You can also find out more information on our website at gatesinteriordesign.com. You'll be able to also find videos on our YouTube channel, which you can find at Gates Interior Design on youtube.com. And hey, if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at letschat at thegatescompany.com. And hey, don't forget, you gotta trust the vibe because the energy never lies. Thanks everyone. Until next time.